0: Dr. Carl Haas was the popular host of nationally syndicated Adventures in Good Music. You can learn more about this series on our web blog, www.classicalmusic.network. And now, here is another episode of these radio broadcasts. It is a great pleasure for me to assemble various programs as different as possible from one another, which will bring you music from some of the world's great churches as well as some of the little ones that are hardly known. A program which I like to call Vaulted Glory. Let's begin with a little town in, actually, Franconia, not far from Bavaria in Germany. A little town by the name of Ebrach. And it was there that a musical tradition developed. In fact, there were organs in the, in the little monastery there for the purpose of playing polyphonic music. And they, this former Abbey Church still has the two organs, which were then augmented for the purpose of uh, recordings and concerts by two portable organs so we're going to ha- hear music for four organs the composer ah, its a little difficult to explain here the composer's name marion muller muller is easy enough but marion would appear to be a, ma- a, ma- a woman's name born in 1742 talented musician but in the Benedictine monastery of Einsiedeln, couldn't have been a woman. Oh, that would have been impossible. So Marian is a man, obviously. And it was probably while studying in Milan and while active in Bellinzona that he, uh, Marian Müller, became acquainted with the practice of playing on several organs, which he then continued as priest and later as abbot of his home convent. Convent? Now, (laughs) that's the description. I'll let you decipher that. I won't touch it any further before I get into trouble here. Let's listen to a wonderful little piece for four organs known as Per il Santo Natale. Listen to the festive music from... 18th century Franconia. That reverberation vaulted all right. Well this was a friendly little tune, very pleasantly if rather simply harmonized with great economy. Eighteenth century Ebrach music Ebrach, the little abbey church in Franconia in Germany. Next let's turn to a historical place in our own country. There is a gentleman by the name of William Selby who was born in England in 1738, died in Boston in 1798. He wrote a voluntary in D major, and that in itself, of course, is a historical fact. But it is recorded at the Old North Church, or Christ Church, in Boston. Now, that's the Church of Paul Revere fame. And the Oregon Derives from the Thomas Johnson Instrument of seventeen fifty nine, which was restored by Herman Schlicker. Indeed, a situation which is completely historical and ought to be known. So William Selby, who was born in England, served for a while in Newport, Rhode Island as organist, then became organist at King's Chapel in or then Queen's Chapel in Boston, and this was the church where the historic Brattle Oregon, incidentally, of 1711, first organ, it is said, ever to have been brought to the colonies. Selby's Voluntary. Voluntary by a, an early composer of the colonies and this from an ancient church in Boston. Let's move on to Rome this time and to a solemn high mass which was recited, sung in St. Peter's for the feasts of the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul in 1985, a short while ago. It was celebrated by Pope John Paul II and at the request of Herbert von Karajan that request was granted. That great conductor came for the occasion with the Vienna Philharmonic and the Vienna Philharmonic Choir and soloists, Kathleen Battle, the American soprano and in this instance we also hear Gustav Winberg, Scandinavian tenor. This is the coronation mass by Mozart, which was performed on that occasion in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Magnificent performance under unusual circumstances of two portions of the Coronation Mass by Mozart in the St. Peter's Basilica of the Vatican. Herbert von Karajan, the Vienna Philharmonic, the Vienna Singing Society, and the soloists being, in this instance, Kathleen Battle, Trude Schmidt, Gustav Windberg. Ferruccio Furlanetto, and all of this for the purpose of trying to justify the title. It is music of a vaulted place of worship. The music itself, this also should be realized, was written by Mozart in 1779, and it took its name, Coronation, from the annual ceremony occurring on the fifth Sunday after Pentecost, which recalls the original crowning in 751 of the statue of the Virgin in the church of Maria Amplein near Salzburg. And the the church resounded with Mozart's coronation mass then as on this occasion that we just heard, not as a musical adornment of the service, but rather organically integrated into and serving the celebration of the Mass itself. And the novelty of this event in 1985 was not a source of distraction from the true essence of the ceremony in St. Peter's, but it was possible for all partaking in the celebration of the Mass to hear in their hearts the echo of the words, This is the Lamb of God. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Vaulted glory. Music from various places of worship, both large and small. Next, let's go to Holland. Beautiful churches in Holland. And the one that I happen to like particularly is in the little town of Zwolle. Z-W-O-L-L-E. It's the eastern part of Holland. And, uh, oh, at last count it had uh, not too many inhabitants, I would say probably around uh, 80 some thousand. It's really known for its shipbuilding yards. Oh, but there's also a magnificent church known as St. Michael's, and it dates from the 15th century. And from this church, we hear, and played on the organ of the great church of St. Michael in Zwolle, we hear a composition by Bach. The builder of that organ, Arp Schnitger, and also Franz Kaspar Schnitger. Now, this was built between 1719 and 1721. Think of it. Not changed. We hear the Toccata in D minor known as the Dorian Toccata by Johann Sebastian Bach, performed by E. Power Biggs on the organ of the Great Church of St. Michael in Zwolle in Holland. i love to hear that last ounce of reverberation as it pours forth from the vaulted nooks and crevices. This was the D-minor toccata of Johann Sebastian Bach, known as the Dorian. That's one of the ancient modes. We'll talk about that in, on a future program to explain them all. And performed on the organ in the great church of St. Michael in Zwolle. In Holland. Let's move on to France. Anyone who's ever been in Notre-Dame in Paris during a service or during a concert will never ever forget the sound. In the very early 18th century he was born in 1694 and it is in effect the transcription that we hear of this famous Noel in G major which with all its multicolored variations so delighted the crowds that flocked to hear the organist of Notre Dame. Notre Dame, the organist Pierre Cochrot, the blind organist, only recently passed away, one of the greatest of them all. And it is known in all sorts of quaint, often far from sacred versions. Now the words are retrained and Respectful. Anyway, we can safely assume that Dacan would have approved of the dialogue between choir and Great Organ answering each other from opposite ends of the cathedral. In our minds, let's go to the interior of Notre-Dame in Paris. That overwhelming that sound? The famous Noel by Dacan in this arrangement, performed by Pierre Cochereau and the choirs of the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris, known as La Maîtrise de Notre Dame. Vienna. And here we have many choices as well. Not St. Stephen's Cathedral this time, but a little church, not so little really. It's known as Saint Paul, it's a parish church in Durbling near Vienna, was consecrated in 1829, and the beauty lies in the simplicity, in the clear proportions of the cross-shaped design when you look at it, the flat dome arching over it. And at that time, there was a tendency toward adapting models from the classical antiquity. Well, by a completely forgotten composer by the name of Schiedermeyer, Johann Baptist Schiedermeyer, Came from Bavaria, lived in Linz, and became cathedral organist there. Prelude by a an 18th century Austrian composer by the name of Johann Baptist Schiedermayer and this was performed on the organ of the parish church of St Paul in Dublin near Vienna Well there is so much to go and so little time to do it the riches are endless I hope you're enjoying them Finally, let me invite you to come with me in spirit to England. Yes, to London and Westminster Abbey. Now, here we find an organ which has served many, many purposes. Musical, political, social, all kinds of them. So many composers have written for it. So many great distinguished organists have played on it. I'm thinking now of one of the composers of France... Louis Vierne, V-I-E-R-N-E, who was one of the most important pupils of Vidor, succeeded him as organist of Saint-Sulpice in 1900, became organist in Notre-Dame as well. And he published quite a few compositions of fantasies, and the character piece that I have in mind now is known as Carillon de Westminster a carillon of Westminster, and it comes from the third of a suite, of a set of suites of that kind. It's dedicated to the manufacturer of the chimes of Big Ben, and sound a few yards away from Westminster, you will hear, certainly, Simon Preston, the great organist of the Abbey, and... Vian uses the quarter-hour chimes in a different order, presumably to give a better musical line. From a quiet, hazy beginning, their sound grows to a triumphant pealing, as you will hear. Westminster Abbey. based on the famous chimes of Big Ben in London. This is a little fantasy known as the carillon of Westminster. And it was arranged that way by Louis Vierne, the French composer. And it was performed on the organ of the great Westminster Abbey by Simon Preston, the organist of the Abbey. Now, as I say, there are so many other examples. We could have gone to different countries. But I wanted to bring you to assemble a program of as many different sounds from edifices large and small, which all are valid under the name of vaulted glory, both organ solos and with choir, as you could hear. This is the sound which... We don't necessarily hear too often during the year, and that's a shame, because when compositions like this are performed, we don't need to look for very special occasions. But we did this time, musically and otherwise, today entitled, Vaulted Glory. Listen next week at this time for another episode of Adventures in Good Music with Dr. Carl Haas on classicalmusic.network.